Episode 77 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Got Cool Ranch Doritos in my mouth. Yeah, the face you were making and was a really throwing me off there. Heart <laughs> full of joy. That's awesome, man. Uh... <laughs> that sounds like a good Wednesday. <laughs> Congratulations on your Dorito mouth and your joyful Thanks. heart. And Thank you. this week, we're joined once again by the man who always has the high ground, Matt O'Neill. How are you, Matt? Oh, I'm a little exhausted two weeks in a row. I <laughs> don't know how you guys... Good to be back, though. Don't know good how you guys back. do it. Good to be back. Oh, God. I, I've been sitting in this chair for seven days. He's just been waiting, preparing, waiting. with the microphone turned on, recording his every move I, in anticipation of the next episode. Oh. And he got the call because we got a fun topic that we're going to toss around tonight. And he just, he had to, he had to just be like, guys, put me in. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. He's ready to play today. Look at him. He can talk about, we'll find out in a little bit. I don't want to get into it just yet because we're going to let Matt talk about that. But first, there's a lot of good energy because Matt O, Christine, and myself, we're not seeing it together, but we're seeing it tomorrow night because we're recording on Wednesday. Avengers Endgame. Very excited. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, in, on Monday, we're going to be recording a little reaction show to Avengers Endgame. And we have some special guests lined up for that. So stay tuned for that next week. Very excited. Good things coming. And then, of course, we got Game of Thrones Battle of Winterfell coming on Sunday. So it's going to be a packed weekend. A lot of dead folks. There's going to be a lot of dead folks. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to emotionally handle all of these characters who we love getting wiped off the face of the earth. Well, some are wild. Back. Some may. <laughs> According to what theory you believe in both of them. That's true. <laughs> oh. And you'll notice, of course, Manny is not with us. And that's because he is hidden in the crypts, which, of course, is the safest place in Winterfell. The crypts are the safest place. The mm-hmm. safest place in Winterfell. Safest place. Nothing. Gonna be, you got to be in the crypts. Bad safest will place. happen. This is going to come out after that episode airs. So I'd like to just be mm. the first one to say that the crypts are the safest place in Winterfell. And nothing <laughs> bad will happen. Mm-hmm. Glad we predicted that. We did. We're the first yes. ones to ever say it, especially because this is coming out after all hell is inevitably going to break loose in the crypts. Mm. <laughs> They're all fucked. But we got to keep the house clean because now the crypts are a mess. So as always, follow us on social media. We are at plus one player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at plus the number one player. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out all of our social media sites, which will keep you up to date on everything going on to the website, which of course is plus one player.com. There you'll find all of our articles, all of the links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. Go check out our awesome streams, which of course we're doing the game of Thrones reaction show after the episode airs every Sunday night. So go check it out there. It's been a lot of fun. We uh, it, It's honestly made Game of Thrones a little bit more enjoyable for me. So we've had a good time. So go hang out with us on twitch.tv slash plus one player. And on the website and in the Twitter bio, you can find links to the Discord. Come on and join the community. We have a great group of folks and we're having great conversations all day and all night. And we've been having just wild theories of Game of Thrones. It's been never ending. But fantastic all in the same. A little exhausting though. It gets a little, a little tired. Exhausting. The theories start to drive me mad. I can see what happened to King Ares after a little bit. <laughs> so come on and join the Discord community. We'd love to have you. Unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, go have fun in the crypts of Winterfell. Because <laughs> it's surely the safest place and nothing bad will happen to you there. Mm-hmm. 
After all that, if you've enjoyed hanging out with us in Discord, if you've enjoyed the content we produce, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters and we're going to be shouting them out at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. And hopefully you're inclined to join that rad group because we'd love to have you. And we can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest patreon supporter and that's the sponsor of the show nerdiest brands but i'll tell you about that before the topic of the podcast and with that the house is clean the crypts wow. are swept the dead bodies are stinking up the joint we gotta we gotta burn it we gotta burn clean it up all. the crypts clean up the crypts but with the house being clean episode 77 is ready to kick off we have some fun things planned this is another topic we're pretty excited about and you know let's just get right into it so matt what are we talking about well we're gonna start off with a rousing game of would you rather and then we are going to talk about the topic of the pod which we've wanted to do i think for a little bit mm, yes um it's been on the back burner for a while as they say they do say it i've heard them mm. uh, and we're gonna talk about video game trailers video game cinematics and which ones are the best why which ones we really like and what they add to the gaming experience, if anything, and um, how far they've come. Now we're going to do patch notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. We are talk about all the news. And yeah, kind then, of a slow news week. <laughs> it's a little slow, but that's all right. We'll make it exciting. Because it's going to be strip patch notes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh blooper reel. $3 Patreon. That's all it costs. Yeah. Woo! Cool. So why don't we start out with Would You Rather, mm. where we pose ridiculous Would You Rather situations around video games to one another. And we have to say what we'd rather do. It's a great description <laughs> of Would You Rather. <laughs> Honestly, it's foolproof. No one could come out of that not knowing what Would You Rather is. So I think that's correct. If you don't mind, I'd like to kick it off because I have kind of a a simple one. But I, I, I think it's so simple that it's kind of interesting to see what you guys would do. Okay. All right. So I got the floor here. Would you rather have to play games standing or kneeling? Oh, standing. <laughs> My knees are so bad. My knees are like broken already. I have to be standing. I would die. <laughs> like, I would just die and fall over. What, what killed him? Uh, kneeling, actually. <laughs> yeah, I have a really bad right knee, <sighs> so it would have to be standing. Now, when you're kneeling, are you, like, kneeling, like, your legs are straight, or you're kind of, like, slouched onto, like, the back, like, on your feet? Like, is it, like, a lazy I, kneel? I or like say kneel? you could do either or as long as both knees are on the ground. Either are, I mean, either are pretty uncomfortable after a little bit. I think it That's depends. True. I don't know. I think it depends what game. If it's like more of a relaxing, like if it's a more relaxing game, I think I'm like, I don't want to stand and do this. Where if it's like a game that maybe requires my attention, it's a little more intense, I might be inclined to stand rather mm. than just like kneel and kind of just be like slouching. Yeah. I don't know. Kneel is my default though. <laughs> I would okay, go. I would go with Neil. If I had to pick one, I would Neil. That is surprising. So uncomfortable. <laughs> I would go with standing as well, because I, for all the things you said, Matt, that it's just my knees. I have you know 
a surgically repaired knee, so that just wouldn't go over well, well after a while. <laughs> there you go. Now, had you asked me if I was like ten, oh yeah, I'd say kneeling because I could train. You know, I That's could true. practice sitting on my back feet. Yes, like they do at the tea ceremonies. That's true. Oh, so yeah, I wanted to yes. throw that one out there because again, I thought it was kind of simple, but also like I was, yeah, I, like I was shocked. One. I didn't think Maddo would would go with kneeling. <laughs> me neither. I went to a tea ceremony once. Oh my god, my legs hurt so much. <laughs> it was so painful. I mean, my legs hurt just thinking about it. it sounds terrible. Yeah. It was cool. The tea was gross. <laughs> well, now we know. That's my review. It's All good right, review. I'll go next. Okay. This is actually not video game related, but pop culture related. And okay. We just talked about it, so okay. whatever. Would you rather never be able to know anything about Avengers Endgame or never be able to know anything about how Game of Thrones ends? So, like, when people talk about it, it would just, like, your ears would just mute it. If you were, like, trying to read something online, it would just black it out. I am going to go with I'd rather not know about Endgame because the comics are much easier to read through than George R.R. Martin's thousands of pages about truffled shirts and shit that is true there there is at least a version of endgame that has like a resolution whereas Mm -hmm. with game of thrones if you don't have the resolution in the show you will never know it pretty much because Mm, it's not gonna happen in the books so i think i am gonna have to sacrifice endgame for that Mm. because i've read infinity wars and infinity gauntlet both very great very great Mm. i recommend i mean that's like the literally like coldest like lukewarm take anybody could ever have it's like i recommend these highly regarded comic books i think you should read them <laughs> but just so you know i recommend them too <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna have to go go with that for the same reasons though just because yeah like, i i just i doubt if we don't get a resolution in the show we're not getting it anywhere else yeah because i am, what about fanfic um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many fanfics out there now. Isn't the show already a fanfic? <laughs> yes, accurate so, statement. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I would also go with not knowing the end endgame, the end game of endgame. That's tough. That's the tough. Also, too, like I don't mind the ending of Infinity War because again, yeah, traffic's that's probably not bad. That could act <laughs> as an ending. I, it <laughs> is like Thanos a conclusive world, ending. Like, yeah, <laughs> everyone's just cut in half. <laughs> Half that would actually have been hilarious. Oh, yeah, if it was just half of everybody. <laughs> Snapped his fingers and wrong. Speaking of <sighs> fan fiction. <laughs> oh. I made a drastic mistake. <laughs> All right, Matto, you're up next. All right, so my first would you rather is, would you rather have a game with three-hour unskippable cutscenes or short, less than five-minute ones, but if you skip them once, you never see them again? So like, oh. if you do another playthrough, you can't watch them again? Like, if you, it, it just remembers and that's it? Nope. They're gone forever? You can't, you can't. Yeah, you can never see it again. Or you can sit uh, for three hours and watch an unskippable one. I mean, I'm a Kojima fan, so give me the three-hour unskippable. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you'd say, I should have made it six. Because <laughs> I realize you're, you're, still used, you're used to that. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, well, that's the thing. is like Metal Gear Solid 4, the longest ones, but that you could skip them. I just didn't. And, like, I've played it multiple times, and I still really won't skip them. I'll watch them. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so what's your answer? Uh, I guess I'd, every cutscene was three hours. Uh, I just watched the five minute ones, and I wouldn't. I, no, I don't normally skip them, so I'd watch them. I, I had a feeling, yeah, because you like your lore. I do. Yeah, I could see you not wanting to skip like out paying on that. attention to things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so what would you do, Maddo? Well, I also like to watch cutscenes. So you're on yeah. for three I, hours. So yeah, I would. I would. If it's less than five mi- minutes, no. If it's less than five minutes, I would watch it. I wouldn't skip it. Yeah, I wouldn't feel inclined to do that because I usually don't skip it anyway. Except, well, you do have to watch it every time though. So if it's like a level you've played before and you just want to play it, you still have to watch it. Well, you wouldn't. I, ne- I never repeat play games though. So yeah, that's well. That's that then. <laughs> that's that then. That's that. Back to you, Steve. I got another one that's actually kind of in the same vein in terms of like going by time increments. That's about it. That's it's not <laughs> very similar otherwise. But time. Would you rather be forced to play through every game you play in one sitting or only be able to play games in fifteen minute increments? So like anytime you wanted to play like a story driven game, you have to play through it in one sitting. Like you can't or save. you can Yeah. Okay, or, so could I play? So for the other one, I could play fifteen-minute increments. How long of a break do I have to take between each fifteen? Well, that's, that's a question I was not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty I'll important say, question. It is see. kind of important. I'll say twelve-hour breaks between fifteen. Oh my increments. god! Well, I mean, you okay. have to make it somewhat difficult here. Yeah. I can't just be like, oh, just wait an hour. Like that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be the obvious choice. But what if it's like a sixty-hour game? Do I just I have to take off work? <laughs> you, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta make your choice. Good luck, pal. <laughs> Can I give up like halfway through a game, <sighs> or like I have to finish it no matter what, no matter the consequences? <laughs> no matter the consequences. I'm assuming you like must. if you don't finish it, then you lose all your progress uh, and it's gone. Exactly. It's like we'll go I, with that. Yeah. It's like a like. Pre- oh, so I can just not finish it? Yeah, sure. If you just want to keep starting over like a jabroni. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that then. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> I I don't think I could do that. I, I think mean, it's not like I've finished a sixty-hour game in any, any time recently. <laughs> okay, but it's like <laughs> I've never finished The Witcher. But it's like you could play it for twelve hours and be like, "Wow, I'm really enjoying this." And as soon as you put it yeah. down, it's all gone, and you have to play all of that all over again. Well, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you no, can pause like you it. Can, but you yeah, have to like leave can... it on. Yeah, you can't play. I'm not gonna. Else. I'm not gonna deprive you of food and you know relieving yourself. Can't sleep though. You're a very uh, gracious. Overlord, <laughs> I am. Aren't I? <laughs> this actually puts me in mind of uh, what I used to. I used to not know how to save my game in Pokemon. Like when I first got it, like Pokemon Blue or whatever it was, I would play it and I didn't know how to save your game. So I would just play like the first <laughs> be- beginning part, play it for like an hour, and then quit. Oh my god! And then just restart again, <laughs> and then just start from the beginning and do everything all over again because I didn't know how to save it. And then, like, don't you just press start and save? Yeah, I know. I like obviously when I found it out, it was pretty easy. But I was like a dumb kid, babby. So, so are you going with the playthrough in one sitting? No, I'm not Is because that... that was horrible. <laughs> pretty dumb kid. <laughs> it was the worst, and I was so happy when I found out I didn't have to do that. This was pre me. <laughs> okay. Before I came into the picture. Yeah, well, you weren't the one who showed me how to do. Brought it. you up to the light. <laughs> Elevated my consciousness. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, no, I would go with the 15-minute increments. I think I'd have to wow. go with the the one playthrough. 15 minutes goes 15 by 15 minutes, you'd never finish it. Yeah. 
take forever. You'd never finish it if you had what if you had to do one playthrough. At least I could play it for a few hours and then and then never whatever, play it again because you wouldn't want to go back and play as much as you. That's play. literally how I play games now. Oh. Yeah, and like, what if you're just playing like you know shorter games too? Yeah, but I could play like something. Yeah, if you're playing uh, like a shorter game, I could be you know, playing like for Falcon Age, or like Katana Zero, which was a great game, short amount of time, and you could read all about it on plusoneplayer.com/read. <laughs> like Jeff Stranding. Jeff Stranding. That would. That's actually oh, 120 no. yeah. hours. Yeah, let's be real. There's 34 different endings. Well, <laughs> in, in Jeff Stranding, you have a randomized beginning every time you start the game, so oh, it's a sense oh, perfect. It, it, it <gasps> plays differently every oh time. Oh my god! Wait, that's such a good idea. There's 34 endings and 34 beginnings. Let's go back to Jeff Stranding. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just abandon this. All right, Madam, you're up next. This is my only other one. Jesus Christ. Would you rather have to play? 10 hours of World of Warcraft weekly for the rest of your life if you wanted to play any other video games that week or have to read 50 pages of World of Warcraft lore before you can play a video game. Wait, ever? Like, anytime what? you want to sit down to play a video game, you have to read No, also pages. weekly. Oh, also okay, weekly. Okay. Oh, just give me the lore. Yeah, give me the lore. Wow, you'd be a WoW lore expert. I mean, 50 pages is nothing. Well, the WoW lore books Jesus are Christ. quite large. Is there a quiz after <laughs> like to prove that you big. read it? <laughs> Still, yeah, 50 pages isn't going to take me 10 hours. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I would go. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. I would read now you guys will be wow lore masters. I mean, if there was yeah, like no a, a quiz afterwards to prove your knowledge of it and you had to pass it. Well, you have to actively that, read it. There's no quiz, but you have to actively read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to passively read anything. If I'm going to read well, something, sometimes, I'm going to actually read it. Yeah. Okay, all right. good. Yeah, all right. All right. Okay, all right. I like okay. your determination. Yeah. Yeah. What if you it's gotta, like the driest parts of the lore? Like The lore book's not bad. I've been reading it. But it's like the biology of murlocs or something. <laughs> Jesus. Honestly, that'd be probably a little more interesting than what and I'm like, I don't, I don't, reading. And I don't say that I would like do the lore be, as like a shaft to like, wow. I bet if I played wow, I'd probably enjoy it. I just can't commit. 10 hours to that and 10 hours a week. just yeah, to play yeah. something else because no. I need that time to play those other games. <laughs> I just read about how Li Shen, the Thunder King, was uh, killed. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Spoilers. Rich. Jeez. No, it's a good thing. He's bad. No, you know he's dead in the game. <laughs> Spoilers. resurrection. Jeez, I didn't know. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, it's in Mists of Pandaria. So. Anywho, what would you do? Would you do the 10 hours or the, the lore? I feel like you would just do I'd both. I'd probably do both. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that. that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I'd read 50 pages before I played WoW. And <laughs> that's then I'd true. just play it. That's fantastic. All right, back to you, Matto, okay. for number two. <laughs> All right, so this would you rather is, would you rather games had shitty amateurish voice acting... Or everyone speaks in America Online dial-up sound effects. <laughs> give me the definitely give me the shitty amateur voice acting because honestly, I love those like campy kind of like D-list movies. Sometimes, like every now and then, it's nice to throw on a bad movie and get some laughs. And I think that'd kind of be the same thing. It would definitely suck for someone like like I'm just imagining you know Kratos or <laughs> Aloy just like be, like voiced by Tommy Wiseau or something. <laughs> Hey, like, boy. Like if Kratos was voiced by Tommy So. Boy, hey. <laughs> oh, but the characters, like, they don't just talk like that. They also, like, emote 
in a way oh, that is like yeah, that no, also still, Tommy Wiseau-ish. I, I can't. I'm not gonna sit back and listen to the static and dial up. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Not happening. Yeah, I would also do shitty voice acting. Yeah. I would also yeah. probably do that. <laughs> Thank you, I honestly kind of want mm-hmm. to see that at this point. I think it'd be very entertaining to see some like AAA games with bad voice acting. I want something just like bad. Yeah, like <laughs> knockoff bootleg Chinese kung fu movie dubbing bad. <laughs> yeah, just like the red. lips. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. It's like the, the same three people doing all the voices, and they're all terrible. All right, so my last one: Would you rather have to use wired controllers, and the cord is only one foot long, or use a wireless controller that is always missing at least one button? Uh, what if I want to use a keyboard <laughs> and a mouse? No. It's not even in what? this in this situation those do not exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, in my situation at least, I'm playing at like my desk in front of my computer. Like my, com- my it's my computer's right here. So, if I plug in a controller, it's not very far. I yeah. can just like kind of leave it down here and it wouldn't be that much of a hassle. Mm-hmm. Whereas having at least it's, it's at least one button. So, at least one button. So, theoretically <laughs> All of them. Could all be, the buttons. Could be it's it's just yes. random every time you play. Yeah, every time you play. I don't think I, just... I. I don't think I could do that. I think <laughs> that would. Risk. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the same insane. page. See, I, I might have to take the risk because I mostly play on console, so that might. I just see see what the what hand I'm dealt. Couldn't you just get like an extension cord and have your console like hook it up away from your TV? And That's then, a like, creative solution. Yeah, could no, you? I could I could theoretically do that. If I chose Creative to use a wired controller. There we go. Big That's brain That's what Would rather is all about. All right. That's a big brain idea. And your last one, Matt O. Okay. So we're going back to the uh, Avengers questions, actually. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's, would you rather be Ant-Man expanding from inside of Thanos' <laughs> anus or Thanos crushing Ant-Man inside of your sphincter? Ooh. Now, oh. if you're Thanos and you're doing the sphincter crushing... Do you risk setting off Ant-Man and he expands? Well, potentially, but if you don't do it, he's going to. Uh, uh. Whereas if you're Ant-Man, you have to worry about getting crushed by the anus before you expand. Yeah, I think I'd probably, uh, you know, I'd probably take my chances as Ant-Man. He's threaded the needle a few times. That's what I'd do, too. Also, Thanos is, is like, psychopathic, and so we need to get rid of him. <laughs> So well, that's not what the question is. It's it's well, I guess I'd do the Ant Man expansion. We really don't know if the expansion would work. I think it would. Has he got? I don't really see big? how it wouldn't. Yeah, he might just get crushed inside of Thanos's. I don't think Thanos rectum. is that strong. He might just get turned into a diamond. Lest he uses his magic glove. That's okay, a, it's, a, it's a gauntlet. So it's a it's a fifty. <laughs> it's a 50-50. If Thanos knows he's in there, he can just. Well, Use now you're stones. just adding variables. Oh, I'm that saying like, there's a risk put out there at the start. Well, there's, I assumed you there was a risk. If you're Ant Man, you might you might get crushed. If there's you're Thanos, your butt might explode. <laughs> I'm still sticking with, more than with your Ant-Man. butt would explode. Yeah, I'm sticking I with. I agree. Ant-Man. I'm also with Ant Man. You okay. can be Thanos. Oh, I just someone wanted someone to say they wanted Ant Man up <laughs> up their butt. <laughs> 
it was I, all a ruse. I, th- I would, al- I would also just... be it, man. <laughs> we know these games you're playing with us. I see, I see through you. <laughs> the lies of the, the Jedi. Well, that was another fantastic game of would you rather so if you out there have some would you rather's for us give us a call at 347-509-5620 and before we get into the topic of the podcast i do have to mention that the podcast is brought to you by our sponsor nerdiest brands and if you don't know nerdiest brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world no matter the nerdy fandom so if you'd like some rad nerdy gear head on over to nerdiestbrands.com that's nerdiest n-e-r-d-i-o-u-s brands.com Back over to you, Matt. Hey. Hey. So, we're going to jump into the topic of the pod where we're going to discuss video game trailers. Oh. Uh, ah. Oh. I have a list of video game trailers to discuss. Okay. But I thought perhaps that we'd start the conversation on why, well, do you guys all enjoy video game trailers? Oh, for sure. I do. I enjoy trailers yeah. of all kinds. Movies, video game, well, TV, why? I love it all. Why? And why do video why do video games even have trailers? The hype the marketing man. department said yeah. somewhere, let's get a trailer out there. Man. Because a great trailer can do wonders for the hype of a product. In, in all in all of these mediums, every time you have like just one of those exciting trailers, whether it's action packed or whether it's really just more focused on the art of it, like there was one, uh, like the one of the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven trailers is really slowed down and like methodical and focusing on like the soundtrack and the just like slow panning visuals of the city around it and things like that. So I like to see how they blend different styles, but they all manage to tell a little bit of the story that we're mm. eventually going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's about building the hype. And like some trailers can like have like an absolutely huge effect mm-hmm. like on the game, like depending on like the, the quality of the trailer, like as I'm sure we'll discuss like some games like the quality between like the trailer and the actual game that eventually releases can sometimes be yes. quite huge. When yeah. A trailer <laughs> to the point of mis- the game. Yes. To the point of being misleading. Yeah. Well, that's interesting too, because usually trailers aren't developed by the actual studio making the game. Mm. That's right. Yeah, they're usually outsourced. To, like, yeah. An so usually, the, yeah, usually there's like given, Hey, this is what the plot of the trailer we want to be. Or like, here's our ideas. And like they don't necessarily know what the how the game's going to turn out. Right. So, do you have any? I have one example of like where the trailer completely eclipsed the game. What's your one example? Let's just jump right into it. Jumping in, Dead Island. Right. I had Dead Island on mine as well. The trailer's that, so fucking good. The trailer is amazing. I actually rewatched it today just so I could so remember. I. Like, oh my god, just the starting scene of the little girl face down, and then the slow p- piano, and everything's reversed. Like. I remember watching that and because it struck it really struck me because I I didn't have an Xbox so like Dead Island was an Xbox Mm. game and I was like oh fuck that game looks awesome and I can't play it and then when it actually came out not as awesome (laughs) so I felt like I didn't so in that in that trailer it splits its time between like the present going forward and the future coming back yeah and then it meets in the middle it's very heartbreaking. It's like it's about this little girl and her parents and the little girl gets bitten by a zombie and you see her like on the ground as a zombie and it's like going back in time like showing her family trying to rescue her. 
Mm. And yeah, it's that single piano. It's very yeah. emotional. It, yeah, it, it has, really was. That's what's weird about it is that it has like a very, very strong like emotional core. And you think that's going to yeah. like carry into the game and it's completely absent. It's yeah. it's literally <laughs> just like, oh, you're zombies. Ah, like we're on vacation. That's it. That's Equip, upgrade your club. Yeah, it make, put a nail in it. It came out back in like 2011, and that's like right around Walking Dead kind of kicking off and like really. Oh, it was the going. height of yeah. zombie time. Yes. And so, everyone wanted zombies. Yeah, and they wanted that emotional storyline with zombies because there's a difference between just like blasting zombies and, you know, Call of Duty World at War versus like an emotional storyline where a form of zombies like i'll take like the last of us as an example is you know just kind of they're the antagonists so to speak in a more human story and so people kind of yearn for that and when they see that trailer like oh fuck this this looks really really cool and then yeah like matt like you said once it came out it's just like this is completely different like there's nothing that was even remotely similar to what this trailer was portraying (laughs) yeah I guess the risk that you take as a video game company yeah, when, like, enlisting someone to make a trailer for you. I think it's funny that we were both thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have another example of where the trailer just, like, eclipses the video game? I have one, actually. What is it? it? It's fairly recent. And it's more about, it's not even just the trailer. It was, like, the advertising for this game in general. Fallout 76. Well, that's a good one. But the one I was going to was actually, a, <laughs> it was a Halo 5 actually uh um and the thing with all like the trailers and all the advertising like the big main thing they were getting across was like okay like master chief has gone rogue and there's this other spartan he and he's like hunting him and it's it's all like about this it's like about yeah. this big sort of like pursuit and it's gonna lead to this sort of confrontation and that's like every that's like all the advertising all the trailers all the, like the sort of like posters and everything was all like really emphasizing that and yeah. then the actual game, it's like three missions of you of like he's kind of like looking for clues where Master Chief is, and then they find each other and they kind of fight for a few seconds, and like five <laughs> missions later, oh, they're, really? five minutes later they're like they're like friends. Really? Yeah, it's like oh. completely, absolutely misses like the the yeah even mark. the ads. I thought I I remember the ads being like they're two they're two helmets looking at each yeah, other. Yeah, that's like every <laughs> every single piece of advertising was like. It's you know Spartan whatever and Master Chief and they're gonna it's gonna be like this sort of showdown and it's gonna be like awesome and literally like he finds him he punch each other a few times Master Chief runs away and then he finds him later and is like oh we have to do this and he's like I know okay and then they're allies it's like there was it's resolved it's resolved it was only so easy well, yeah right it's resolved like without any like issue whatsoever yeah yeah so that was like an issue of like your trailer being highly misleading to the point of like i'm not sure how much how involved the people making the game were with the advertising because it's so off the mark in terms of what the actual game is (laughs) about okay so i got one that it's not necessarily in the same vein that we were just talking where it was like a trailer that ended up being completely different from what the actual game was but this one has kind of an element where it shows what it looks like is gameplay, but it can still be considered like cinematic. And so this one is I'm talking about is of course the Skyrim trailer in the sense that mm. I love the trailer. Trailer's awesome. That was actually one of the things that first got me interested in. Which, it. which one? There's the, like a few, aren't there? It's so it's the one that starts off where it's like 
in first person mode, he's running through the woods and you can hear the dragon flying uh, overhead. Yeah. And you okay. got the narrator talking about the dragons are coming and then the Dovahkiin will save him. And then you start, you see him start fight the dragon. And so it looks like it's trying to show some gameplay stuff. And the combat with the dragon is infinitely cooler in this trailer than it actually is in the game. But that was the thing is like, my whole point is kind of leaning towards what do you think of those gameplay elements and trailers? Would you rather them just be strictly cinematic to kind of get you interested? Or do you need to see a little bit of gameplay in it to try to get your... I guess juices flowing for what the game is actually going to offer because as we've seen multiple times cinematics are one thing and you can basically show what you want to show and then if it doesn't translate into gameplay it's not going to be received well right so for that one like naturally that was one of the things that actually got me interested in Skyrim it's like oh this looks actually really cool because I didn't really know much about them back when I first picked up Elder Scrolls 5 and so watching that trailer was pretty cool. And then again, when I started playing, I was like, all right, it's not as cool to fight this dragon because all it does is like fly a little bit and then it lands and then I just kind of hatch it, you know, with an axe yeah. and blast with some fire. But at the same time, it still was fun. Like I, I love Skyrim. So <laughs> that's, that's true. I feel like that's, you can't really show what it's going to be like in the game. Yeah. Cause it's, that's like, I mean like you can, but like, that's just what people should be expecting. Because right. that's like a, because like anyone at the time, I don't know if people at the time were like, "Wow, this is really what it's gonna look like. This is what it's gonna look like fighting the dragon." Yeah, I'm like, I didn't like. If you'd ever played an Elder Scrolls game before, you'd know it's not gonna look like that. Right. Yeah, I like it when it's just cinematics, and then I like when there's gameplay trailers where you actually see what the gameplay is. But even those are aren't really accurate lately. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the Anthem one I in was, particular. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like now you just have to wait until someone's playing it on Twitch and then yeah. watch them actually play it. Yeah, I, I remember that. It's like, wow, look how seamless they go from Fort Tarsus. And like Fort Tarsus wasn't actually like a fort. It was just like this outdoor thing. And that's not what it is. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one pretty vividly. No. What do you think? So, because, like, do you separate cinematic and gameplay as, like, gameplay trailer isn't necessarily a trailer. It's more like, this is just a gameplay demo. Well, I think it's important to have, like, oh, like, the gameplay, like, the demo sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Would yeah. you would you kind of put that in its own category, then, as, like, gameplay's a demo, cinematics are trailers? Well, there are trailers that are, like, made up of gameplay. Like, it's actually, like, like Yeah, or, like, like in, in-game stuff. footage. Yeah, in-game yeah, footage yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And I think it's important to have those trail like you kind of need those because like people kind of need to know what it is to because it can't just be all mm-hmm. cinematics and pre-rendered right. stuff, right? Because then people are gonna have no fucking clue what the hell like the actual game's gonna look like, and then they're gonna get it and either probably be disappointed, yeah, <laughs> or realize like this isn't the game they thought it was. So you have to show something and some like you have to. I think like pre-rendered stuff is good for like story-driven games where you can kind of like show like okay this is the world and this is the sort of like tone and stuff that we're yeah. going for because you can kind of get a more cinematic feel for it. And then like if games that are more competitive or sort of like more multiplayer geared, it's I think it's more important to have something like a gameplay sort of trailer. Yeah, in terms I agree. Of, like, building hype for that particular game. And I kind of look at one that's almost like a hybrid of it where at E3 this past year, the last of us twos trailer where it started off very cinematic. And then it almost like seamlessly transitioned into something where everyone was questioning. I was like, it, it is this 
is this gameplay? Is it oh, cinematic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it was kind of taking a nod from what God of War had done, where they figured out how to move seamlessly from cutscene into action without right. really interrupting the the immerse the immersive experience. And so I, I kind of like that where it, you you have that question for a minute where you're like, holy shit, is this actually a cinematic or is this the game? And it's kind of cool because I know we're going to talk about like some of the older trailers and like how far we've come. But that is one of the coolest things is how far these trailers have come. Because watching that go so effortlessly from a scripted cinematic to some, you know, a gameplay demo and like showing Ellie like move through and seamlessly pick up weapons and like get into combat. I was like, holy shit, that's that's yeah. amazing mm. <laughs> that's and that again like it's a game i'm obviously hyped for but that just added to it where i was like all right this looks amazing it looks like they're really you know they improved upon everything they did with the first one so that's what these trailers feel are about for. a good uh good teaser trailer just the tease just like the little like 30 second type deal yes i i, I yeah, love them and like i i love them and i hate them you know yeah same <laughs> mm-hmm. but i think that's obviously the nature of them that's why they're a teaser yeah, yeah. like yeah it's, it's right to be like that but no that's the thing is i love all that shit because i love just i love the conversation it begins with with the different fandoms like just look at yeah. god of war or not god of war just look at game of thrones going on right now or avengers endgame just everybody theorizing what's going to happen and like that's one of my favorite parts of you know playing video games or watching these tv shows or watching these movies is to have these conversations with people and just start spouting off insane theories about ant-man expanding and thanos's sphincter so (laughs) we gotta watch out gotta watch out all right so i actually have another question to pose to the group what are your thoughts on live action trailers for video games? That was actually going to oh, be that was going to be something. Great point. I was going to yeah. bring that up. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm a big no. You're a big no. Ah, see. Big I really. No. I'm a big no nowadays. I feel like so many of them like like the Call of Duty uh, games do it a lot where they'll they'll get yeah. like, "Oh, look, it's Robert Downey Jr. and he's flying a fighter plane." And they'll just get like big name <laughs> celebrities to like show up. And be like, hey, kid, you ready to be a soldier? And it's just like, oh, this is like so pa- it's so pandering and I hate it. Mm. So you so Matt, you're a no on. I'm a big action. no. Yeah, big yeah. No. Well, and Matt, well, you said you're you're kind of a no nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, what Matt, like, what's why are you a no? I don't like it. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I like that. Uh, he likes what he likes. It's just like in video games. I, I like that everything is generated by a computer even the cinematics Hmm. and when you introduce real film into it it just is weird there's a there's a disconnect for me Mm -hmm. i can see that that i I just don't like i think i'm kind of in the boat where i do prefer the computer generated cinematics because i think at the very least it could offer us a chance to see what the game could be about you know like you could Mm -hmm. actually kind of see what you would expect from the cinematics in the game itself I think there is a place for certain live action ones, but I I do think it gets overdone because I honestly, I like how you brought up Call of Duty because I think that's where it's always done is like those first person like war shooter type games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was going to say like how I said, like I hate them nowadays, but one of the first live action trailers that I ever remember coming out was for Halo 3. Oh my, uh, dude, that was on my list. They, that like, um, they did like a, a couple, but I think there was like one where it was like it was like a five minute like short. Yeah. Where it was what? just like there's like these soldiers and they were driving around in a warthog and then there's like a battle going on 
and they're like fighting the brutes and then like at the end like you see like the it's like master chief coming down on like the asteroid or whatever yeah but it's like the whole thing is so well produced and well made and like all of like the kind of props are like authentic and look just like they do in the game and i think it was made by the guy that directed district nine eventually oh no kidding yeah i think like he's the one that made it but and that's why he was like on like he's slated to like direct the halo movie until that like disintegrated never happened but it was so like that was so well made and so well produced that it it, like felt like appropriate felt like it belonged in the sort of like halo universe yeah, because I rewatched that one today as well, and it, it was really well done. <laughs> and Halo Three also has the um, the Believe trailer. Is that I the one with the models? It? That is the one yes. with the models. That's unbelievable because oh. they made that so good. It is that whatever songs in the background. Again, another single piano player. Mm-hmm. Think we have a theme here of liking piano players. I just love dark and ominous tones. If we're being completely honest, <laughs> yeah. and then it's yeah, it's just like zoom in shots of like various scenes of this three D constructed scene that they built. Oh yeah, which is like insanely detailed. It's so good because it's like down to like faces and everything. But that's I think like the Halo Three like ad campaign in general is like one of the best ever. Because there's also, like, the Starry Night trailer. That was really good. And I feel like that was when Halo was really just, like, top of the charts, you know? Like, yeah, everybody was, was like, really that was like the anticipating end, yeah, it. That was, like, the, the end of the trilogy and everything. Yeah. It was, like, they really went all out. Oh, that, oh my God, yeah, the Starry Night one, too. My God, that game had so many good fucking trailers. Well, so it looks like, so, Madam, you're against the live action and i feel like you maddo me and you are kind of in the place where it's yeah. like it it has a place uh, but yeah oh i did want i want to conclude my point um oh nice back onto the halo track um halo odst has the best live action trailer ever do you remember this one where yeah. it's like it starts out and it's like a guy is he's like at like a funeral for like a soldier and then it like flashes forward oh. and it's him like and now it's him like training and like boot yeah. camp and everything and it, it's showing him going through like all the rigors and then it shows him on its first like combat drop and he's like in the pod and he's coming down and there's like a battle and he gets hit by like a brood and he gets blown up and he's got this scar on his face and it flashes forward again and he's like an old veteran now and like the scars are like healed yeah. and they're like at another funeral for like a soldier that's dead Mm. and then he like puts his helmet on and runs away and the whole time it's got like this really haunting like i think it was in like hungarian or something but it was in like a foreign like it was like a chant sort of like in like this foreign language and it was so like ominous but like it is the drum beating in the background oh my god that guy's pretty cute too Damn. No, because that was another one. Plus. That was another one that I rewatched today as well, and like it just floored mm. me with how good it was. Because like yeah. for a minute, I was like, "Oh shit, is this like a movie?" Like yeah. <laughs> that's like the stuff that like like seeing that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like they could make a Halo movie and like make it work. Yeah, they're making like, a TV like they're making show. a CV series, but it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. See, that's so the thing quality. is that's why I I do think that live action trailers still do have a place, just mostly because for that point alone where i do like the idea that maybe there could be a crossover because like i've been waiting for a metal gear solid movie for decades 
And at this point, it sounds like it might actually happen because the guy who did Kong Skull Island, Jordan Vogt Roberts, he's the one who's helmed to direct it. And he's actually been like hanging out with Kojima. So it looks like it might finally get made. But those are those things like when you see those moments of the live action, like this could translate to that medium. And I'd love to see like a story, you know, on the mm-hmm. big screen or in a TV series. Mm. Now, I kind of wanted to switch gears because I had an idea that this one, I feel like it stands on its own. Because while it was technically a trailer, as far as I know, it's the only playable trailer. And I'm talking Whoa. about PT. What? Uh, PT, uh, yes. Uh, Though what ended up being the trailer for, well, it would have been the Silent Hill reboot, reboot that never got made thanks to Konami and Kojima's breakup. But that, I mean, naturally, it was one of the scariest games you could ever play. <laughs> and the fact that it was literally just like, you know, a five minute long trailer or whatever it was. And you just keep doing these different loops and the jump scares were, they were felt, but that's kind of a thing is like, I feel like we don't see a lot of that. Mm. And I thought it was one of the coolest ways to market something because it left, it left an impression on a lot of people. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. I can't think of anything else that's that's done that. Yeah. Right. Because you'll have like a demo, but it's like, right. You'll know what fully built out. It's not like a little, it's not like a tease. Because that was the thing. is This thing just dropped and nobody knew what the hell it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you actually had yeah. to get to the end to figure out what it's even for. Like what it's yeah. even advertising. It, w- it was so well done. And like that's another thing like why I love these trailers. And I'm sure there's probably like just an absolute goldmine of trailers for games that like never made it. Or just, you know, failed to make the cutting room floor. And so I feel like this is one of those like shining examples where you had this little absolute little taste, like the smallest possible taste you could possibly have. And it hooked everybody. It was like critically acclaimed. And then they were just like, by the way, it's not going to happen. And everyone was like, by the way, canceled. (laughs) And so it was so devastating because it just left you with that thought of, you know, what could have been. Yeah, that sucks. I think they made a Silent Hill. If you ever played what's the ps3 game sack boy you're like a sack oh, boy. oh, oh, oh little, little big little, planet little big little, planet they, it's so, not sack boy I, what sack I, boy and lava girl yeah, it's <laughs> like, they made a, a silent hills like a full silent hills game in little big planet and i played like the first 45 minutes with my friends that's hilarious so were you like the little sack boy character yeah it's like genuinely good that's awesome like unironically like like if you can get past the fact that it's all like little big planet like yeah s- like sacks and everything like it's actually pretty good that's why i'm <laughs> so excited for dreams like all the shit that was made in little big planet now people are just like going to someone actually made like a remake of silent hill one on ps1 in dreams they, uh, i saw like the screenshots of it and it mm. looks identical it's absolutely incredible the shit mm. that's being made so that, i mean that'll be a conversation for another day i'm sure yeah, no, that... I have more that I want to shout out. Yeah, let's shout them out. Okay. Let's do Shouting it. out every Blizzard cinematic ever, ever made. They do a great job I, at it. They're because so I've, fucking I've, good. I, I rewatched the Overwatch one today, and I watched one of, I think it was the Battle for Azeroth one. I, I believe yep. I watched that one. That so I rewatched good. some of those, and I agree. So good. <laughs> the... I remember the first... The first cinematic I can remember watching was for Diablo 2. And I remember being like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) 
if you watch it now like the graphics are really outdated it's very funny it's kind of confusing as to what's even happening but i do remember it be that like being my first hype experience from a cinematic yeah but ones that i want to shout out just honorable mentions to world of warcraft classic the original one and then burning crusade with the famous line given by illidan at the end of the trailer <laughs> you are not prepared very were, were momentous. you prepared no you're not prepared you weren't That's prepared <laughs> oh it's a thing. all right well, just making sure you're usually the, very prepared the lich king cinematic which foreshadows all of the night king's actions in game <laughs> of thrones just to give you a little more history so the the pandaria mists of pandaria legion and battle for azeroth actually t- the cinematics turned into more story driven hmm. instead of just hype so they have their each little own stories which is nice and then the best one in my opinion is called old soldier which is about Sorfang, high overlord and he like is like done with this battle he's done with sylvanas because she burned down teldrassil the home of the night elves of course oh yes of course um and he like takes off his armor and he like walks onto the battlefield and this like little troll who i think is now called lightning boy affectionately on the internet boi um <laughs> like tries to like Bar. get him back and they like cut back to Sorfang, um like taking this necklace off his son's dead body so there's like all this packed into one uh cinematic and it's just like whoa it's very good at hyping you about this one character which i thought was cool yeah uh mm-hmm. and then i'd also like to give an honorable mention to all of the star wars or the old republic cinematics you were getting they're that. so fucking good Dude, they, i watched three of them today and they were yeah. all incredible i was like holy shit yeah <laughs> where is this game where is this yeah. game <laughs> <laughs> yeah for like a, a i wouldn't say mediocre but for like an average mmo the cinematics for that game are unreal they were top mm-hmm. of the line like yeah. I thought that was a current generation game. They even all there's like I don't know how many that there's like three or something of them. It's all like a self-contained a story too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all like, like follows continued. like mm-hmm. a relatively like it's like centered like I think they all feature the same like Sith Lord. I think he's in all of them, and because yeah. the first one is the last one chronologically, and he's got like a mask and he's all scarred, and then the first one is like the last one to be released and it shows how he like got the mask and got scarred like that and then there's one with two women in it yeah with the young girl i think there's a lot more yeah with the yeah yeah i watched that one and like i like that one a lot they took her to be with the sith and then she became like they took like the little girl oh that she became super powerful that was for one of like the dlc like that came out later yeah one of the expansions yeah like the expansion that came out later yeah Mm. all those are fantastic too yeah, the quality was absolutely astonishing. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to just watch that as a movie. Like, that could have just kept right? going. I think that's Blur. Is that Blur Studios that does that? Do you have any more you wanted to shout out? Uh, those were all the ones I wanted to shout out. I was going to say the original Gears of War trailer. Oh, those are pretty good. The, like, the first one where it's like the Mad World one. Yeah. Where he's like running uh... around in the city. That was a good, like, atmosphere, very atmospheric. I'm of the belief if you just said anything to Mad World by Gary Jules, it's going to be great. <laughs> like, it's just not going to not be good. <laughs> I think we're all just fans of uh, piano. Piano and cinematics. Final thoughts. To summarize. Yes, of course. As we do. We love cinematics for video games. Fucking love them. We, we enjoy a good tease. Good <sighs> teaser. 
Mm-hmm. Tease me. We think studios should be cautious about their marketing, and if their trailer surpasses the game, uh, that's not good. Reel it back. Reel it Reel back. back. <laughs> we think that there's a time and place for live action trailers, but it has to be well done. Two out of three podcast hosts agree. <laughs> <laughs> we love some piano music love in, a, in a cinematic. Oh. More piano. And we enjoy participating in the hype that trailers or cinematics generate, but recognize that that is not gameplay. And we don't think you should conflate the two. Mm-hmm. Like have cinematics be cinematics, have gameplay be gameplay. And that would be my summary. That was a great summary. And a great Thanks. conversation, to be honest. If any of you fine folks out there have any video game trailers that really struck a chord with you one way or the other, whether it be good or bad, give us a call at 347-509-5620. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, we move on to patch notes. Someone give me some piano music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Just somebody oh, and then you see. Me, <laughs> yeah, no, keep going. And then slowly on the screen, text fades into view. Evil Tim Industries. <laughs> and then, boom, black screen, teaser over. That is, of course, our sponsor, Evil Tim Industries. Uh, that's the teaser trailer coming to a theater near you uh, very soon. Thank you, Evil Tim Industries, for your constant support. Yes, thank you, of, Tim. Of the podcast. Thank you, Tim. You are you, a peach, a scholar, and a damn fine swordsman. <laughs> Not a greater swordsman good... in the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> Here, boy! Melt it down and add it to the others! I was born a knight! <laughs> I will die a knight! <laughs> Okay, this is patch notes 4.24.19. In which we we update you on the latest news that broke since last we spoke. Exciting week for news. Today, just today, I'm going to go first. Just today. Yes. Do it up. Blizzard and the Overwatch team, hi, it's Jeff from the Overwatch team, announced that they are introducing the Overwatch Workshop. So basically there is like some custom game modes in overwatch that you can that you can fool around with and create game modes like daddy ryan chases tiny torblets but i was yeah i was reviewing what the workshop is and it's almost like you're doing like very basic coding it's very interesting Mm. you're creating like if then statements scripts and rules so like if this happens then this is the result and so you can sort of edit all these things in the settings now. There's, you know, op- operators like equals, greater than, stuff like that. To create all these, like, different, more unique game types. Nice. Yeah, and the, the example that they give in a GIF is, like, you can create, like, a the floor is lava mode and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where your hero catches fire when you land. It's cool, but I don't know why they're spending their time on this. It seems kind of random say. and just, like, very off-brand for what Overwatch is. Mm. Well, it's cool that they are letting people more tools to create custom games. Yeah, I mean, but I'm all for that for sure. But it's like, man, the game, like I'm having the least amount of fun that I've ever had with Overwatch. 
Really? Like I've basically sworn off it until like things fix. I don't play it if unless I have to. I <laughs> I just don't enjoy it. Like it's not fun to play. And when you're playing a game that's not fun to play, the question then becomes why am I playing this game? It's a valid question. Which is exactly what happened to with League of Legends with me. It just stopped having fun yeah. at all. It was a miserable experience. So it's like, why am I playing this game? So I just uninstalled it. I just think if I were to suggest two things to Jeff and the Overwatch team, I would suggest one, add like 20 characters at once. <laughs> just go crazy with the amount of characters. Do it. People will like find... Because right now the there's a set meta and that's the meta and nothing beats the meta and so it's like really fucking boring. At least in League, there's like a hundred characters that you can choose from, and so like yeah. there's always yeah. there is always a meta, but there's always like other things going on that like people experiment with and stuff like that. Like that's what Overwatch could become. Pe- people could find all these unique combinations of characters, like really experiment with things like that would be fun. Yeah. And then just like you have all these choices too, as a player, all these characters you can play right now. There's just characters that are stronger than others. There are just comps that are stronger than others. And like, that is really boring. So that would be my first suggestion. And then my second suggestion would be go for more PVE content. There should always be a PVE event or, all of them should be accessible. I don't know why they just don't rotate them or something. Like, they should just all, we should just be able to play all the PvE yeah, events. Like, they're fun. Yeah. They are fun. They're popular. Like, that's what everyone plays when they come out. Yes. And, and then they're like, okay, it's gone now. You'll and have then to wait also six months. Get creative with them too. Cause the current PvE event, I think it's like the least creative one. It's basically just multiplayer modes turned into a PvP mode. It's like a sk- escort this, hold this point. It's like, like the same. Why am I doing this? One, too like enemy, yes. like it's the same enemies and everything. Like it feels yes. like a carbon copy of that, but with like yeah, multiplayer game modes inserted into it. Those are my two suggestions. Workshop seems cool and interesting and fun for some people, but it's not going to infuse anything exciting into the game. And that's that's the word with Matt. <laughs> Is that the new segment? You just, did you just coin a new segment? Right, <laughs> that's the word with Matt fantastic all right well i'm gonna go next because i just got a quick one regarding days gone so days gone this we're recording wednesday it'll come out friday so by the time this episode released it'll have been out i'm a little bummed because i actually have to go to a friend's bachelor party this weekend so i'm gonna miss out on playing days gone all weekend which is a little bit of a bummer because that is I'm, a bummer i'm very much looking forward to this like i love my buddy but i've been waiting for this Do game you. for a while <laughs> <laughs> So this is from IGN by Adam Bankhurst. Days Gone free DLC confirmed. New difficulty mode coming in June. So it goes on to say, Announced on the PlayStation blog, game director Jeff Ross explains that the DLC will include the survival difficulty mode that will challenge Days Gone players with increased difficulty settings, no fast travel, or survival vision, and an immersive HUD that removes maps and indicators from the gameplay screen. The goal of this new mode was to immerse players even further and totally ratchet up the tension to make this the definitive survival experience. Also arriving in June are new bike, horde, and combat challenges that will be dropped each week and will offer twists on key gameplay features of Days Gone. Furthermore, completing the survival difficulty mode and challenges will earn players new trophies and unique bike skins as a way of showing that they are, in fact, the ultimate survivor. So... Like I said, I've been very much looking forward to Days Gone, and I just love when these narrative-driven 
games actually do just offer like little free dlc type deals like this isn't anything major it's not anything that's like going to drastically change your i guess experience of it unless you do go the full survival mode and like go that immersive experience and basically turn off all the stuff that could possibly make the game a little bit easier but like everything else like the challenges that's just like a fun little side activity to kind of keep you in that world without you know after you finish the main story so naturally because like i love these open world style games so i'm going to be very much attracted to what days gone has to offer and i enjoyed what i played at pax east for the brief time i had with it so it's cool i'm excited that they're already getting some new content like out in june and it's free that's always my favorite (laughs) (laughs) anytime they want to add some free dlc sure it's great and that's the word that's the word with Steve. Matthew. All right. So uh, uh, my little article is, is a little different. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make all of us feel a little bit older. But uh, the Nintendo uh, Nintendo Game Boy's 30-year anniversary is upon us. Released uh, April 21st, 1989. I wasn't even born yet. For the Game Boy. Me neither. None of us were. Yeah. 30 years since the original uh, handheld system came out. And uh, yeah, we, I just wanted to say, like you know, uh, maybe we could share some of our memories having uh, using the Game Boy. How far the sort of like mobile gaming scene has oh, yeah, come since sure. then. Like, did you guys have the the actual like OG, the Thick Boy? <laughs> I I did not have the Thick Boy. My sister had the Thick Boy. Okay. Yeah. My, my first. I remember looking at it. You just you just, you looked at it from I'd, afar. I yeah no I, she wouldn't let me play with it I don't <laughs> think. Wow, Taryn, what the fuck? I know, <laughs> very rude. But I did get a Game Boy Color, which was one of my questions. Yes. A while ago, what what was the color of my Game Boy Color? Yeah, Ooh. wasn't it the was it green? Yeah, it was green. Yes, yeah. green. It was green. So my first Game Boy was the Game Boy Pocket. I had like the the blue Game Boy Pocket, and then I got the teal Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. So I had. That one. I didn't have the, the OG Game Boy, but I had, I still have it. It's in my closet. Unfortunately, it's broken. I'm very devastated that it's broken, but I still have my Sega Game Gear. Whoa. Game Gear was, because I was like a Sega kid growing up. Like, I had the Genesis, I had the Game Gear. Game Gear was great because it had a backlit screen. However, uh, it did take six AA batteries to power. <laughs> remember for the Game Boy Yikes. Color, you had to plug in a little light that lit of course. Up yes. the screen? Oh my God, God. I remember the light. I had a little the little twirly light, yeah. Yeah. And then you know it what sucked is like when I got my Game Boy Advance, the port to plug the light in was flipped upside down on the Game Boy Advance, so I had to like twist it. And it just wasn't as bright on the Game Boy Advance <laughs> as the Game Boy Color, I'll be quite honest with you. But it's really funny. You had to do what you had to do back then. Oh my god. It was a real struggle. People like uh, kids these days, I'm sorry to use the That's phrase, a, but imagine if our computer Imagine if our computer screens, we had to like shine a light at them. Yeah, yeah. They don't understand. To see what is on them. The struggle of a no backlit screen. Like you had to play in daylight. That yeah. at, at night you were rendered useless without a lamp. Yeah, I, I when I was laying they in don't my bed, understand. Play, yeah, when I was playing my Game Boy in bed, I had to play it with a lamp shining like yeah. directly <laughs> over me onto the Game Boy, so I could my see brother, what I was doing. <laughs> my brother actually had one of those like headlamps. 
And so me and him shared a room growing up. So like I would just snag that and like put it on and just like sit in bed and play it. That is so fucking funny. Uh, I, I remember when the SP came out and it had a backlight on it. Yeah. That you that may as well have been the invention of fire. It like really how was. much of a game changer that was for me. Because like I loved the my favorite was literally the Game Boy Advance. I absolutely loved the Game Boy Advance. It, it was just a great little console. Like it introduced the back buttons, so like the left and right bumpers, as well as the the normal buttons you already had on the Game Boy. The only thing it didn't have was the backlit screen. Like that was its one downfall. I was actually this close, like three days ago, to almost buying a modded Game Boy Advance with a backlit screen. Oh my god! And I looked at, it, I was like, this is this is such an outrageous waste of money. <laughs> so I just didn't do it. <laughs> but I was close. I was real close. I was close. <laughs> That's pretty. How much was it? Uh, with so the shell or whatever, the base one would have been like ninety. But then once I put the backlit screen, it like jumped it up to like one hundred sixty. And that was before I started like wow. adding some different modifications. It was going to be well over like two fifty. Jesus. <laughs> so as you can see, I didn't make the purchase. <laughs> yeah. And then what was what was I going to say? That there's also rumors. That the Switch Mini might come out in June. Yeah. And Nintendo also just announced Super Mario Maker for the Switch. That info comes from my cousin. Oh. Well, well thanks, cousin. Thanks, cousin Cuz Martinez. Yeah, I was hearing the rumors. I thought it, it's kind of interesting because we haven't heard anything yet. I mean, maybe they'd announce it at E3, but I feel like that would only give them a few weeks to actually get it out there. Be like, hey, by the way, this is coming out at the end of this month. Um, So unless they do like a Nintendo Direct in may i don't know unless they're literally just like oh by the way this is available next week and they just do that at e3 just to stun people Mm -hmm. but i mean who knows nintendo is always just like such a rascal when it comes to these things because they they know they can kind of just do what they want to do because they're nintendo like they're always going to have a space in the video game world because they're just the most recognizable name yeah any other thoughts 30 years of nintendo those game boys eventually translated into what i'm playing now pretty much the switch like the switch and the switch like i love my playstation but there's something about the switch that just sets it apart from every other console i've ever fucking had Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i absolutely love that little machine i think it's i think the games that are available on it and i know we joke about how daunting the eShop is but at the end of the day it is a chungus it's it's a chungus but at any given moment you could be like you know i need something just something different they got mm. options and it's just oh man i love the switch i just can't say enough good things about it <laughs> it is pretty astonishing how far it's come though like, oh yeah just the technology because i remember seeing an advertisement for something game boy related i don't know if it was for like the new game boy or if it was for a game or something but it showed someone on a Game Boy, and it showed, like, a scene. I don't know why. It was a shitty advertisement. But it showed, like, a scene from a movie or something, like, on the Game Boy. Like, something that could never be on it, ever. Yeah. Yeah, like, it just completely unrealistic. And I remember thinking, like, that's crazy. You'll never see that on a Game Boy. That's crazy. And, and now, like, you see something with ten times that level of fidelity, like, yeah. on yeah. your phone. Like a, yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's been cool because it, with, with its 30th anniversary, it kind of just gave us all that chance to kind of look back and be like, damn, we've seen some really cool changes. Yeah, for sure. That was Patch Notes 4.24.19. Steven, 
you like to close out the show with i believe the thank you of course i'd love to close out the show with a little bit of a thank you so because it is the last episode of the month it is time to thank our amazing patreon supporters and they are alex mill Corey porter darren simmons david campos Derek hauser ernesto martinez evil tim of evil tim industries greg kearney liz rodriguez matua antoine sub de bear Merovingian, Nerdiest Brands, Riemaleski, Remy Archibald, Richard Bresnahan, aka Toot. He's now Heckboy Toot. Love that name. Sandra, Tambo, Taryn Martinez, the one and only Faze, Vincent Thomas, and of course the Hashtagonist. Also, a special shout out because this month, our good friend the Hashtagonist, well, he landed a job and it's something that he has been trying and he's been striving for for so long. And it's like a perfect fit for him. So congratulations, buddy. I'm so happy for you. You're going to crush it over at Evolve. Good job, man. I remember when he was on the podcast and we chatted and he was the loveliest pun-filled individual I've met. And yes. his Twitter's great. Everyone should follow it. He's a very nice person. So he's a great man. And congratulations again, man. Very proud of you. Very happy for you. Keep doing awesome things. And so if you'd like to join this amazing group of Patreon supporters, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And like I mentioned at the start of the show, every dollar you throw us will go right back to the podcast to make it be the absolute best it could possibly be. And so if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode that we've produced, head on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And so it's time to finally close down episode 77. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we'll talk to you all very soon. All right. Uh, Matto, you are... No, is it yet Matto? It's it's Matto. Okay. (laughs) Matto, you are up next. (laughs) It just skipped me, but who fucking cares, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, you were talking about this for so long. No, you go. No, you care. No, no, you go. Matto. Okay.